Hey, listen, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I got freaks nine days out of the week. I can give them. I was only yes. seven days in a week. Man, you ain't big pop. I'm the big bad booty daddy. This is nonstop. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for once again tuning in to an episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, this is your boy, the franchise, aka the showstopper, aka the light-skinned assassin. And next to me, to the left of me, he is the human encyclopedia of wrestling. He is the flawless phenomenon, flawless Joey V. And across the way, woo! One, two, three, pin ass down, the light skin, Teddy Pendergrass, K-Breezy, a.k.a. Two Cold Kimbrough, and in the words of the big bad booty daddy, whoop, holler if you hear me. And you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to episode number 10. This is the SummerSlam review show. Haha, <laughs> about to say takeover. It's the review show, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> AK Breezy, man, go ahead and start that thing off for us. What we got? All right, man. So, you know, we're going to start off with the first match of the night Becky Lynch, uh, Natalia for the Raw Women's Championship and the submission match. Uh, I thought this was a good match. Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot more than what I thought it would be, especially with some of the spots that they did with the turnbuckle and the sharpshooter and then the, the reversal of both uh, submission moves. Uh, it, it it was a good match. It was um it was okay. It was it wasn't wasn't too excited for it, but it was okay. Yeah, it was not bad. Um, I thought maybe Natalia would have won being there in Canada, Toronto, but when she had her in the sharpshooter and the turnbuckle, that was something I'd never seen before. So I liked that twist. Um, it was an okay match. I mean, not the best submission match you're ever gonna see by far, but it was an okay match. I thought if I, you know, to me, like if you're going to put a match on first, you got to go out, you know, and start it off with a bang. I thought they did okay, but not that like spark that I thought they would have came out with. Yeah. I, I think the match placement for that match wasn't the best. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Also, uh, I was disappointed that we didn't get the heel turn from Natty, but they are in Toronto for the next few days, so maybe we'll get that at some point. But you know what? I say this. Natty would have won that she would have had them jeans on that she wore a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me, let, me see, let me see that in the shop shooter. But anyway, you know. <laughs> right, right. That's all right, man. Yeah, I, I know how you feel about Natty. Uh, next up, we got a good – right. We got a good, solid – I say maybe minute and a half, two minute match between Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler. Yes, flawless, sir. man. What was your flawless? What was your thoughts on the uh, on the match, man? I said it was only going to be a two minute match, and it was. Dolph got the super kick in the beginning. You know, I mean, I mean, it was nice for them to have him get the super kick in because you think because you thought Dolph Ziggler was going to win. They wanted you to think that. I mean, no one was going to believe that Dolph was going to win with that super kick. I mean, Goldberg hit him with the spear, the jackhammer, and then Dolph, after the match, kept calling out Goldberg. And Goldberg hit him twice more with the spear, but the third one was very devastated. But all in all, it was okay. Dolph's been on a losing streak ever since he came back, so I don't know where they go with him from here. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought this was a good match uh, as far as um, the selling. 
uh, you know, like you said, with the super kicks in the beginning, I'm like, oh, Dolph, Dolph's trying to come out, you know, straight out the park with a home run. He's he trying to take Goldberg out. But then, like you said, that first spear was it was nice. It was it was it was hard. And then that second one, it was OK. But, yeah, that third one, when he picked him up and gave him that pity pat on the back, like, you know what, I'm a, I'm going to let you slide with this one, young. And then he he came off them ropes and did what he did. Dolph sold perfectly. Like the guy knows how to, he knows how to work. He's he's great at what he does, and it's it's a shame he doesn't have the support that he really needs. Only thing I got to say is for a guy like Dolph to be used the way he's used, man. I know that contract got to be a good one, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it better be. Yeah, I mean, especially, <laughs> especially considering he had just um, he was it had ended in uh. January, right? At, at yeah. the end of uh, Rumble. Yep. But uh, next up, uh, we got that uh, the best in the world. We got Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens. With the, the best special... in the world! <laughs> <laughs> with the, with the Elias as the special enforcer, referee, whatever you want to call him. Uh, oh, I am Elias. <laughs> right. Franchise, <laughs> man. Uh, how'd you feel about the match, man? Uh, did it... Uh, did it live up to some expectations of what we thought might have happened? No. Um, and, and and the reason I say that is because, you know, I think maybe because we've gotten so accustomed, me specifically, uh, whenever I see Shane McMahon in the match, I'm used to seeing him take some type of crazy bump, uh, typically to make up for his lack of wrestling skill. But for the time that was given and for the opponent Kevin was faced with without any major bump or anything crazy. I felt like, you know, the match needed to do with it. You know, it was supposed to do Kevin won. Hopefully Shane McMahon will fail. Uh, I was a little disappointed. We didn't see drew, but you know, from what I hear, you know, the flawless phenomenon, the human encyclopedia, Joey V has a spoiler, which we will get into later on. So maybe my good brother can enlighten me. Go ahead. Flawless. Yep, I will enlighten you later on. Um, I thought the match was okay. I mean, you kind of knew, mm, kind of knew KO was gonna win. Um, I don't so, know, man. It's Shane. It, it it's Shane. Yeah, yeah they could have swerved you. Um, I like the part where they showed like they thought Kevin Owens was teasing, hitting him with the chair, and Shane yeah. was egging him on to get him disqualified. But when the when the referee was laid out, I mean, KO laid into Shane with those chairs, and then. In the ring, he was going to hit Shane, but then he's like, no, I'll give it to you, ref. And then he kicks him right in the square, I mean, right below, you know, where you have the McMahon. Back. Yep, <laughs> in those in those McMahon jewels. And then he <laughs> stunners him to get the win. So it was okay. wasn't great, but it was not bad. Yeah, Chaos, you know, he sold the, the – uh his ain't trying to, you know, hold his anger and, and not give in to it. I, I thought that was good. Uh, the stuff with Elias was okay, you know, nothing, you know, nothing that, you know, wow, wow, I can't believe that happened. But it was a, <clears throat> it was a, it was an okay match. Uh, I'm glad that you know KO won because I don't think you could have really, well, maybe you could have told the story of him uh, being, you know, fired and you know, kind of being that outlaw guy just showing up and doing random stuff, but still getting over. Like you could have did that, but. I don't know if we would have wanted him versus Shane for another two months or oh, you know, no. three months until, you no. know, Survivor Series. So I'm, I'm kind of glad they went this way. Hopefully this leads to KO moving on to bigger and better things. And with that being said, 
let's go on to bigger and better things. Ricochet versus AJ Styles for the United States Championship. I thought this was a good match. It went to it was it wasn't long enough. Uh, you could tell the show was being kind of rushed. It went off early. Uh, flawless man, what what did you take from this match, and how did you feel about that 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 Styles clash that Ricochet caught trying to come off the top rope with a uh, I'm not sure what kind of uh, move he was trying to do, but it, it landed perfectly for AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean, I, we were talking about it. it was cool. Ricochet's ring attire, dressing up as Nightwing, was nice. Um, my favorite part of the match was when he uh, tight roped, uh, shoulder walked uh, Gallows and Anderson on the outside to get the AJ. Well, for the hair corona, yeah. Were, when AJ was punishing Ricochet's leg, Ricochet was selling it, and like when he jumped off the top rope with one leg, that was nice. Uh, the move that he was trying to do it looked like a twisting uh senton, ah. and then uh, AJ caught him. And then, bam, just hit him with the Styles Clash. So it was a nice ending to the match. I thought it was going to be longer, but this one was another short one like the other ones were. Yeah, yeah man. Pretty much to reiter- reiterate what you guys said, I wish the match was a little longer, but given the time that they did have, you know, it was a good match. Uh, everybody, you know, like uh, K Breezy said, you know, everybody hit their spots. Uh, it was a very clean match. You know, I didn't really see any – Boxes or anything like that, which was good for me. Uh, Ricochet once again did a great job of selling. Yes. And uh, I'm actually, I'm really curious to see where this rivalry goes now because now you what two pay per views in, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Let's see where they go. And uh, you know, my boy will get that title back soon enough, so I ain't worried about it, man. Great match. Yeah, I think uh, as far as selling, I think Ricochet and Dolph Ziggler are the top notch of the night. I'm pretty sure uh, Flawless got something to say about somebody else a little later on, but uh, oh yeah, <laughs> but but most definitely that's that's one thing that makes a a match really great when you have guys that really sells the injury, especially when, for Ricochet when he went to the turnbuckle and did the one flip the uh, back on uh, AJ Styles in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I thought that was really nice how he really sold the struggle of trying to jump off one leg, but made it look so beautiful when he did it. So, like, and with Dolph, you know, taking those spears and really selling that hit of getting hit in your stomach by a powerful, but you know, by by Goldberg. So, kudos to those guys for doing that. And <laughs> we gonna laugh about the other guy. But uh, moving on <laughs> to the next match uh, for us on the night, I believe it was a uh, help me out, flawless. What was, was it? Amber Moon versus Bailey, I believe. You are correct, sir. Okay. All right. Yeah, we gonna go there. Uh, Amber Moon Bailey. It was a, it was an okay match. I I hate what they did with Moon. You have her beat Charlotte Flair, and then she just lose and get beats up for the next few weeks. You you lose that momentum of trying to really believe that she's she's got a shot. Uh, franchise. I I know how you feel about Moon, and I know how you feel about your baby. So won't you won't you uh, enlighten us on man how you felt about the match? Well, you know, as the rest of that hugger and the supporter of Bay from the Bay Area, yay, yay. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed. Uh, I really thought on paper this is going to be a great match. You know, both of these women in NXT have had classics against other opponents, clearly. But to see, you know, the way this match is kind of designed, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, one, I thought maybe Ember would have went over. Um but just the match all together, man, I'm very unimpressed. 
And then also with Bailey, I know we also discussed previously, you know, Seth Rollins. You know, before he won the title back, it was like, well, we feel like they're just throwing these champions into mess with everybody and just running through them. So right. now that you beat Ember Moon and they beat her clean, it's kind of like, where do you go? Like, this Ember, is she still in the title hunt? Or is she going to go back down to the bottom of the card? What was really the purpose of booking it the way they booked it? Man, this was a forgettable match for me. I mean, yeah. it was, it's not a match you're going to talk about, like, man, like that, like, like if someone asked you, like, remember when Bailey fought Ember Moon? You're going to be like, no. Cause, <laughs> I mean, uh, it just wasn't that good. I mean, Bailey hit her belly to belly, you know, you know, off the top rope. That was about it and got the win. But besides that, it did nothing for me. I don't know where they both go from here, mm-hmm. but they got to do something. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I did not really much to say, like you guys said. Um, kind of sad, like I say, sad for Moon because she's a really good wrestler, um, or at least she's a good performer, and she has a a unique character, and she's just gonna go back to the backstage sitting on uh boxes reading books, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the moving on to the next match. I mean, that's where they found her at, and then you know, and so that's where she's gonna go back. But moving on to the next match, man. Uh, next match, <laughs> WWE. <laughs> hey. But that, but come on, man. We we we've been watching this for a, a long time, and that's one of the complaints we have, man. Is when you have stars and you have talent that you need to get over or you need to at least give time to do something. You don't do it. And Amber Moon is one of those people that's been on the main roster for a while, like Bertie Murphy and all these other folks that Kevin Owens mentioned. And you're, you're seeing them. You did. You're not seeing them at all. And now you're seeing them be wasted as nothing. So (laughs) Bailey's next challenger is going to be sitting on boxes, reading a book. Watch. (laughs) It's going to be the book. That's what it's going to be. Oh man, so okay, yeah, let, let's move on, man. <laughs> uh, uh, the next match was uh, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton, <laughs> WWE Championship match. I have been pushing for this for months. You have, I am disappointed in how it. I'm just, I'm uh, you know what, flawless man, you talk about it, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm lost for work. Uh, man, what do I? Um, <laughs> the match was okay. I mean, they built the hype up so much, and then it just kind of fell flat. And to end on a oh, count out, oh, I hate when title matches on pay per view end in like a count out or disqualification. I mean, cause I mean, I could see why they did it, cause they'll probably fight again at Clash of Champions at the next pay per view. But the match itself, I mean, oh, it felt rushed again, and I yeah. didn't get nothing out of it that I wanted to, and that I was hoping for. Man. Yeah, yeah, the match, the match felt rushed, but I will say this: I will really say this. Um, Randy Orton, he did a great job and when I say he did a great job he did a phenomenal job at being an 
asshole and antagonist in that match with Kofi. Because when he hit that RKO out of nowhere and he started laughing, you can tell everybody in the arena was looking like, oh, shit, like Kofi really about to lose. And then when Randy kind of prolonged it and he was just sitting there after a minute, like, okay, well, he's doing this too long now. Kofi ain't going to lose. But Kofi was like, get your bitch ass up. I like that. I like that because you started to see a more serious Kofi. The only thing I really can complain about, minus the match itself and the time, was if you're going to have Kofi attack Randy Orton the way he did, it would have made more sense, one, for Randy to either win or Randy or somebody to get disqualified. For Randy to win on a disqualification. Yeah, because I didn't see the point of the double count out and then Kofi attacking Randy. It would have made more sense if Randy would have did something underhanded, won, then went over to the kids, then Kofi just beat the hell out of him. That would have made more sense to me. Yeah, I yeah, I, like I said, I I was I was disappointed. I like the way the match started. Like when they came out and Orton was talking crap to uh, Kofi and pushing up, and Kofi was talking back and Orton picked up the pancake and tried to hand it to uh, Kofi <laughs> and he just threw it at him. And I, I like the way it started. It just it fell flat after that first few minutes. And I think that's where it got me. And then, like you say, the count out, the double count out. Like I rather I had rather Orton. You know, seeing the family, and you know, and you saw the key, you saw the his son, you know, flexing at him. I'd rather him have messed with him, and then Kofi see that, and then grab something, and just you know, attack him like you say, and then and then it's a DQ. Orton gets the win, but he doesn't win the title. So now you set up, you know, okay, now they're gonna have another match, but you you kind of make sense of it more than just being a double count. Yeah, I didn't like that. One second, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's somebody breathing in the phone or something, but it sounds like somebody gets some, 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 uh, some happy endings over there. <laughs> well, flawless, you look quiet over there, man. Nope, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but flawless yeah, is it, your it, hookup, Holla, if you're here. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't start that. Don't, don't start that. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I already got you on the intro. I already beat you to the punch. Oh man, I, I can't wait for Wednesday. Uh, okay, so after all, you know, after all that happened, then next, you know, flaw uh, franchise. I'm, I'm gonna call you on this one because I know you really love this match. We got Trish versus Flair. Well, I know you didn't love the match, but I know you love the people. Uh, we got Trish versus Flair. Uh, what, what was your thoughts, man? How did you feel about seeing Trish back? Would you, how did you think that she worked? You know, we, we expected some ring rust. Did, right. You know, how, how, did you, how did you feel she did? All right, so normally I'm goofy and I'm saying a little silly stuff, but I'm going to be serious just for a split second. Uh, for Trish to be, you know, she's come back and done a little stuff here and there, but for this to be her official farewell match, you know, the fan of me wanted to see her pick up the victory, but I guess logically that didn't make sense. Um, but overall, for somebody to be in the ring with a woman like Charlotte, who's arguably the best in WWE right now, probably one of the best in the world, she really held her own. And um, it, w- it was cool, man, to see her still pull off some of those old moves that I didn't think she would have been able to pull off, like the handstand on the turnbuckle for one. I love that, man. That's my favorite. Uh, she took a couple of 
a couple of rough bumps, man. When she got kicked off, I think she got kicked off the side of the apron, and she oh. fell like straight on her ass. I'm like, man, that looked like it hurt it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, to see Trish, she went in there, and you can tell she gave it 110. percent uh, She didn't half ass it. She went in there. She looked good, a little rusty, but for somebody that's not been in the ring consistently in what since 2006, uh-huh. 13 years. So, so for somebody that's really haven't been in the ring that much for 13 years, I'm happy. I love that Charlotte rolled out of the ring and let Trish get her proper send off. Overall, man, hey. I get a match of thumbs up. Flawless. Huh? So, I know you like the I know you like the puppies. No, yes, I do love the puppies. I love the big dogs too. Ho ho. <laughs> um, <laughs> so with uh we were talking about every match being so short. This was the longest match of the night. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. A little trivia for you guys. That's why they call me the human encyclopedia. Um, the match started off kind of slow, but then it kind of picked up and the crowd got into it. Um, my, um, I thought Trish was going to win. I mean, even though it was her last match, you had to give some Canadian a win in Canada, but you know, they like screwing Canadians out in Canada. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, I did. I mean, Trish was a little rusty. Yeah, we expected that, but then she picked up, she did take some hard bumps, but when she put, Charlotte Flair in her figure eight yeah. and then did the extension like all the way up. That was crazy and nuts. Yes. Um, but all in all, it was not bad. The crowd got into it later on. I mean, when it was the closing moments, but it was not bad. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was good to see Trish back. Um it was the right person for her to fight. Charlotte's the top female in WWE right now. So it only made sense that, you know, those two have a match. And it, I think I'm going to have to agree with uh franchise. It, it did kind of make sense for Flair to win, uh, even though we all want, you know, Trish to win, but it made sense for Flair to win. You know, you're pushing her and she kind of needs it because she's taken, even though she's won, she's kind of taken some of the biggest losses this year. So she kind of needed this win you know, just to kind of put her back at that pedestal of where she needs to be. She's the queen. So, you know, you got to put the queen back on her pedestal. Well, before before we end this, I want to say this. 100% Stratus action guaranteed, baby. <laughs> Sound like she said Stratus blah, 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 blacks <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit, man. Just got to <laughs> you a fool. <laughs> oh man. So oh man, y'all. That's that's why I love talking with y'all, man. Uh next up from for me, I think for all of us, I, I can say that this was the moment. This was the this was this was it. This was the best thing of the night. Uh we get the Firefly Funhouse. We get the creepy little entrance, and we get this new awesome theme music it's, that's really not new because it's his theme music but now it's a little more darker and then mm-hmm. I think for me the, the thing that stuck out the most was the Bray Wyatt head lantern with the eyes yeah, staple yeah. flawless I'm gonna come to you man <laughs> what, do, what did you feel what did you think about the the fiend when he came down to the ring and, and just seeing that aura 
that he captivated uh, as he uh, made his de- re-debut. That entrance reminded me of like when Undertaker debuted at the 1990 Survivor mm-hmm. Series. Like when he came out, like what is this? Yeah. I mean, you've been building this character for so many months, you know, and then when he debuts, I mean, whoa! That entrance was just ridiculous. I mean, it's been the talk of a lot of wrestling people the past 24 hours about that entrance. I mean, even the match itself, I mean, yeah, you know, he dominated Finn. Finn got his licks in. He got, like, you know, his kicks. And then when he was going for the stop, you know, the Fiend caught him with the mandible claw, which I believe is going to be his new finisher, which I like. Yeah. You know, he's still going to use Sister Abigail, but, you know, the the claw, the Fiend claw, I'm going to call it, was nice. Um, But, man, I mean, I'll tell you this, man. He's going to strike fear. Like, kids watching that pay-per-view last night probably had probably had nightmares all night. <laughs> I mean, of that character. And that character is going to scare and be ruthless and take over WWE. And I'm excited and cannot wait. Franchise, how you feeling? Yeah, uh, man, the entrance was crazy. And, and I liked it because, you know, with WWE, a lot of the entrances kind of, you know, you have those that stand out. But for the majority, they're all really just, eh, you know, generic feeling. This one, man, they made, even from the graphics to his name, how we had to let me in, Flash, then they had his name, and they kept flashing, let me in, let me in. Yeah. Just little just little small details and nuances like that, man. Like, his entrance from start to finish, I like that they let it be a long entrance, like, like kind of like takers. You know, they let the entrance play out, and then it's like every single thing he did, there was, there was a method to it. Like, when he first came out, I didn't realize that when he had the head that that was a lantern. Then you see when they, he put the lantern down, and then the, the camera pans to the head, then they pan to Bray Wyatt, and then he's listening to his hands, you know, the hurt and the heel, and then he gets back in the ring, and everything was so perfectly done. I loved it. And then the match itself, we, we figured the match was going to be a relatively quick match, but like you said, man, the kids are going to be pissing in their beds for now on. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah, this was th- th- this was awesome. I I liked the I even liked the moment where he you know he he acted as like he snapped Balor's neck, like yeah that, yeah like that that could be that can be something he could do not mm. not all the time that you know that could be one of those rare moves during a really big feud like to, like for last night to show it as something he can do and be the potential of doing to somebody. Like that was awesome that they did that, but I don't want to see that a lot. I want to only see that very so often, you know, when it's someone meaningful. But I, I like the the manable the fiend call. I'm sorry, I like that he has that and he used it as a pin. He didn't use it as a submission so much. I noticed that. I noticed that. And, and, and I'm okay with that because you, again, it was such a powerful move for mankind that you know it it, it brought him to a championship. So. I, I I am on board with the fiend. I whatever I've been saying for the past few months about you know them not showing him and and what they're doing with him, uh, scratch it. It doesn't matter anymore. This was awesome. This was the I won't say I won't call it the match of the night, but it was the spectacle of the night. It was it was definitely it was definitely the talk of the show. Can I ask? You, let me let me ask you guys a question really quick. I know uh, flawless. You brought up the fact that. 
when he came out, it kind of gave you 1990 Undertaker vibes, right? Yeah. So let me ask you this. With WWE, you know, it's always been a company built on characters. Vince has always been big on character. I remember when we talked about Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton years back at Mania, how Bray Wyatt has, like, that second coming of the Undertaker feel. Now that Undertaker's, you know, pretty much done, even though he's semi-whatever, you have this new Bray Wyatt character. Do you think they're going to push this as Taker-esque with the whole Fiend persona? I'm going to say that I I heard the question. He he's asking can the can the fiend be the second coming of the Undertaker or or something like of it, you know, a, a variation of it. And and I'm, 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 I want to answer it right quick, and I'm gonna let you uh, answer it flawless. I believe it can. It can't. He can have the undef. Well, you can say the fiend is undefeated at WrestleMania, but I don't think you want to push that that far. Just push him as a powerful. Uh, per, you know, fiend or character that that rarely gets beat, but he's strong and he and he's manipulative. But I, I think it can work. But uh, go ahead, flawless man, because I know you're about to drop some knowledge on it. It can work, and it could be a combination of when Undertaker first appeared and when Mankind first appeared. It could be a combination of those both. You know, and you and you know, it's funny you're talking about that next snap. Um, I've only seen, in my memory, um, two people do that. And one was Zeus and No Hold Barred the movie. Yeah, I know. Right. And, then when, uh, <laughs> and, when the, and when the Giant did it to Hulk Hogan in Halloween Havoc 1995. So those are like the only really times I've seen somebody do that, you know, and make it, you know, memorable. Yeah, that yeah that, that yeah that definitely stood out. And like I said, I'm I am on board as long as this is a good direction. Uh, so moving on to the to the the final match of the night after watching all that. Uh, what's up? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the we got the what is it the the, the beast slayer the non seller. The whatever you want to call them this week, we got Seth Rollins versus the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. I did like this match only because it wasn't like WrestleMania, and I thought that was a good thing. And outside of that, um, Rollins needed to win, he won. But now the question is, where do you go from here? And I, I hope it's not a continuation with Brock. But uh, flawless. What, what was your thoughts on the match, man? Um, so I thought it was a good match. Um, I thought Seth did not sell those ribs like when he was walking. You know, like he didn't really sell it, and you got to with the punishment that he put on him. Um, one of my famous favorite part of the match was Heyman on the was on the outside. Like, oh yeah, and doing all those faces, telling. Rollins, you should just give up. Just give up. No one's going to hate you for it. When Rollins did get the win, I was shocked because they just put the title on Lesnar. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird, but you're asking where does Rollins go from here? Well, <coughs> ladies and gentlemen, I've been hearing that Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins' next opponent challenger will be Drew McIntyre. Mm. Finally. Sorry. Finally, 
Uh, let's hope so, yes. Go ahead, franchise. All right, well, as far as the match go, I'm not going to hate, man. I'm not going to hate. I'm pissed because, like, you know, Flawless said, you go from walking like somebody beat the holy hell out of you, which they did, to right. six six days later, you walking like you got a sprained ankle. Like, that's it. You know, this, you got broken ribs or bruised ribs or whatever the case may be, and yet this guy grabs you by the tape on your ribs Swings you like a rag doll, and somehow you're just okay. Right? <laughs> it, it's ah, once again, you know, it the match was great, and it would have worked had I not been made to believe that this guy literally had some type of internal damage. I mean, the damage was so bad that he didn't want WWE.com releasing details on it. So for you to come in and pretty much, oh, yeah, you know, I'm okay, and whatever. But match quality, I can't say enough about it. I'm actually glad Seth won. The way that we were saying, like, how was he going to win it? And the way they structured that match yesterday was, pun intended, flawless. Okay, Flawless, come on, man, because you, you said uh like a few times now, man. So tell us how you really feel about this, man. My problem was not the selling. Like, I mean, every big move that Rollins did, like, he should have been grabbing his side. Like, when he hit him with the curb stomp, that mm-hmm. takes out of you, you know, with your core. So he should – so, like, he went should have went to the ground, Matt, grabbed his ribs, and then crawled to pin Lesnar. Just sell it more. Like, like, he wasn't selling none of this, and I wasn't buying it. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest gripe. Yeah, I, yeah, like, like we said earlier, kudos to Ziggler and Ricochet for selling injuries and actually, you know, making the best of them look good, you know, while doing it. And Seth didn't do that. And that's the problem with Seth because that's what a lot of people feel, that he doesn't always sell his moves, and he don't. So, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to buy the, oh, I'm hurt or I'm injured when you're going on this rampant rampage and you didn't got F five on a on a on a on a stretcher, you didn't got F five on a chair three times, you didn't got F five through the uh, ring post two or three times, you didn't got F uh, suplex to the ground, you didn't got suplex through a table. Like you didn't been through so much. And like you said, when he came out, you know, for Raw, he came out walking like he had a pole in his ass. So <laughs> to to show back up. <laughs> and then act like, oh yeah, there, there ain't nothing wrong with me. Yeah, that's that's bad, and that, and that's one of the reasons why people are starting to turn on Seth Rollins because you're, it's 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 kind of almost, I want to, I can't say it's the John Cena effect, but it is the John Cena effect where because he can wrestle, you know, he's gonna always be shown, but you're showing so much of him, and everyone is seeing the flaw, and the flaw needs to be, it needs to be tweaked, and I don't know, man, maybe they'll do it. Uh, maybe they won't. Who knows? Well, speaking of, of Paul in his ass, I think his new nickname should go from the Beast Slayer to Ass Paul Rollins. They can spin around on you instead of doing the stunt. <laughs> no sell Rollins. <laughs> no sell Rollins. That no and you know what you can get? Get that trending. Yeah, put that shit on the shirt. Yeah. No, no. No sell or, or, or get him on a shirt with like a pole up his 
you know, you, you know, you got the WWE ice cream bars. You got the like, yeah. the, it's, it's, it's gonna be Seth Rollins on the pole. Make a look like a, just take right. a picture of him in the shape of a lollipop, like on a stick. You know? <laughs> Hell no, nah, man. Well, oh. with that, man. With that being said, um, that was all the matches, you know, for the weekend overall. You know, I think we had a good wrestling weekend. Uh, NXT kicked us off pretty nice. Summer, yeah. like said, SummerSlam wasn't bad, but you know, there's a few mm. things that could have been better. Uh, overall, for our predictions, though, yeah, man, it was not a good night for me. It was, it, <laughs> I, it, it was a good night for y'all. Y'all came back, and well, franchise came back because Flawless was leading. But uh, at the end of the night, after the weekend, I ended up fourteen and eleven. And, and you know it is what it is. Uh, Flawless ended up with sixteen and nine. Franchise, yeah. you put on a comeback. You know you uh you lost on a Lesnar, Ricochet, and Kofi, but and that put you at sixteen and nine. So you and Flawless are tied again. But you know I gotta stop thinking. I gotta I gotta I gotta start thinking WWE logic. I, I can't. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know, it's weird, right? You got to go against common sense. Right. It's like, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I got to start going with my heart and my mind and common sense. Cause I got to pick up, I got to pick up this victory. I, I can't keep being slagging behind, but overall, man, it was a, like I said, it was a good, it was a good weekend of wrestling, man. I can't wait to see what happens tonight on raw, hoping they kind of push everything a little further, but again, well, go ahead. Man. If you want, if you want to have a good record, you know, uh, flawless and franchise is your hookup. So holla if you're here. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we are wrapping up another episode of the GOW. As always, man, it's been a pleasure with my guys. And we got the Monday Night Raw and the Tuesday Night SmackDown live reviews coming to you Wednesday. Guys, it's been a pleasure. For oh, sure. Yeah. And like my boy Flawless said, on behalf of that big bad Buddha Daddy. Holla if you hear me. Peace. 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 How dare you try to go against the glorious hunt? I slaughter you, son. It's over. The story is done. You could be number two, but I'm second to none. But you forgot Queen B's the notorious one. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to episode 10. That's right. Count it. 10 episodes of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's your boy, The Franchise, with my tag team partners, Flawless Joey V, K Breezy, and we back on that ass as we prepare for another 10 episodes and then another 10 more and then another 10 more because we can't stop, won't stop, and it don't stop until we get to the money. Now, can you dig that? Yes, sir. <laughs> and in the words of that big man, booty daddy, Scott Steiner, holla. <laughs>